This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Recipe for Press. If your company wants to engage today's influencers and inspire them to write about you, then you need Recipe for Press. Athens based communication advisor and author Amy Fleury helps entrepreneurs across the country demystify the process of pitching their story and creating a buzz. Her book, Recipe for Press, is the DIY PR guide to being your own publicist, and it's truly empowered me and so many other local companies to get their customer base by sharing their stories. Listeners today get a 20% discount with the code COZY when they order Amy's book or any of her products in Recipe for Press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Again, that's a 20% discount with the code COZY when you order Amy's book or any of her products in Recipe for Press store found on www.amyflurry.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is getting to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever. The Paper Boutique create custom invitations for any and every type of special event, including holiday parties, wedding invitations, baby announcements, and save the dates. Please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the description below. Again, that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. Welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms Podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, coming to you straight out of Athens, Georgia. Because again, I have not moved. And today's bonus episode is a produce breakdown, where again, I break down produce, where I give an overview of it, how to grow it, and the best way to sell it. And today we are doing bush beans, which most people will actually call green beans. But in the farm world, we call them bush beans because they grow in bushes. That's a really corny name, but it's whatever. I did not come up with the name. So let's head straight into it. Let me give you guys a quick overview of what bush beans are. Again, most people call them green beans, and they're a good, hearty staple in the farm and garden community because they're super easy to grow, and they bring in a a high yield depending on how much you grow or how you plant them. Uh, Overall, the taste of bush beans is kind of grassy but sweet, but to fix that, we add a lot of seasoning when we're growing bush beans. Bush beans are a good crop to grow in late spring, late fall, 
because with bush beans, they don't like it when it gets too hot, but they also don't like it when it gets too cold. So the reason I say late spring is because you're coming off of all that hard frost, going to tonight's cool, mild weather that's about 70 to 80 degrees. Um, late fall is because you're coming off of that hot weather that's coming down to the 80s to 70s before you get into that hard frost. So those are your two sweet spot moments to grow bush beans if you're a farmer or a gardener. They're really good crops to grow just for the reason of they're super easy to grow. And again, they bring in such a high yield for you. So let's get into exactly how to grow them. So if you're a gardener or a farmer, the most simplest way to do it is to just direct seed it. So to, to direct seed bush beans, you would just dig a hole that's about three to four inches deep not a super deep hole, just a hole that's about three to four inches deep, plant your bush beans, cover it, and then space your beans out about eight inches apart. The reason you wanna do eight inches apart because you wanna give the roots of the bush beans enough room to grow out. Also, when the foliage starts to grow on your bush beans, you don't want them to cl uh, clutter each other so much if you start to get diseases. So they will come out like bushes and they will clump together, but if you put them eight inches apart, you can have, they have a little bit more space between each other so they're not that acceptable to a bunch of different diseases. So that's the simplest way how to do it. If you want to do it the pro way, the pro way is to do it with transplants. And again, if you are going to do transplants, you need to have soil mix. The soil mix I suggest is either you make your own, and I suggest you make your own, it's a lot cheaper, or you buy Pro Mix from Greenhouse Mega Store. I'll leave a link to them in the description of this video. Again, they are not a sponsor of the show. I just really am a fan of their Pro Mix. It's a reliable Pro Mix. I used it for years. Now I'm on to making my own mix, but that's really good mix for anybody that's just starting off and they don't really know how to make soil mix yet. But if you are gonna go the transplant route, again, when you're doing transplants, you want to plant your beans in 72 cell trays. I suggest using 72 cell trays so that you can get as many beans into one tray as possible. And I know some people are going to say, well, aren't the 72 trays, that, that's not enough room for the beans to grow. It is plenty of room for them to grow because, again, you want them to root bound at the bottom. And when they start to grow, you're not going to leave them in the tray as long as you would with like kale or broccoli or stuff like that. And transplants, if it's in a good growing environment, those beans will germinate in about five to seven days. And then in another two weeks, they will, they will be ready to transplant. Beans do not take that long to grow in um, cell trays and you will be transplanting them a lot sooner than what you thought. So when they're in their cell trays and it's about two weeks in to you growing them, you're gonna notice that when they grow out, the leaves are going to start to form really quick and you're going to be able to pop the bean straight out of the cell tray. When you're able to pop the thing out of the cell tray, no problem. Then you want to take them outside and plant them. Now with them, because their leaves are starting to form, you're going to kind of want to plant them a foot apart. I would not do them eight inches apart. I would do them a foot apart. And the reason for that is you want to give them enough space so that the leaves can fully grow out and they can take in all the sunlight. Also, you don't want the leaves to crowd each other just yet because they're not used to that soil. So the best way to do it is to put them 12 inches apart just so they have the best chance of growing strong and healthy. Now, when you're planting them, you want to make sure that the base of 
the bean is deep into the ground and if you leave a strong stem standing up because with bush beans if it's windy or it's raining too hard sometimes the bush bean stem will snap and it will mess with the hard word to say for me the last vascular system something dealing with air with the bean plant and it will cause it to either have its growth stunted or it will lead to root rot or it will lead to a bunch of other diseases so you want to make sure you have a strong stem standing up from the ground when you plant your bush beans and if you eat it direct seeded or transplanted it's always going to take 50 days for it to grow either 50 days from direct seed or 50 days from transplant and in 50 days you're going to be swimming in bush beans 50 days, I know some people are thinking, wow, that's a long time. 50 days go by really quick. So don't think that that's a long time. And you're going to be swimming in bush beans because three weeks in, you're going to start seeing those little flowers. And those flowers, the little pink white flowers are what's actually going to produce your bush beans. So once you start seeing those little pink flowers, then you can start telling yourself, okay, three weeks from now, I'm going to be swimming in bush beans. So that's how you grow it. If you want to direct seed it, that's the easiest method to do. But if you want to do it the pro way, the way where you're going to make sure that you have beans that are in bean plants that are in the ground, I suggest doing it with transplants. Either way is fine. Whichever one you want to do, you do whichever one you want to do. They both have the same result. You're going to end up with bush beans at the end of the day. Now, if you're just a gardener or somebody who just wants to know how to grow it, you can stop listening now because now I'm finna get into how to sell it at farmers markets or restaurants or CSAs. Thank you guys for listening to that part of the show. You can find me at the Marigold Farmers Market this Saturday from 10 to 2 in Winterville, Georgia. Pit apart, you know what it is. The online farm stand will be open at 8 a.m. this Saturday. Thank you guys for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. Now, if you're somebody who's looking to sell this stuff, let's continue. If you're looking to sell bush beans at a farmer's market, there's one or two ways how to do it. Um, both ways, you're going to be selling them for $3. I suggest selling them for $3 depending on wherever you're at and depending on the... Um, wherever you're selling, you need to base your prices off of how much the people are making in that area. So I say $3 because that's just a good baseline for wherever you're going. $3 is just a great baseline for wherever you're going. So if you're really not sure how much to sell stuff, $3 is a great baseline. Don't go lower than $3. $3 is a good baseline to wherever you're starting off at. But if you're at the farmer's market, you can do it one of two ways. Either you can sell them in pints or you can sell them by the pound. Now, if you're a farmer that goes heavy in the paint for bush beans and you have and you probably bring in over 50 pounds of bush beans every single week, I suggest you sell them $3 by the pound because you also want to offload all of those bush beans because if you're getting 50 pounds of bush beans a week, that's a lot of bush beans. You might not you might not think there's a lot of bush beans, but trust me, 50 pounds of bush beans is a lot of bush beans to take to a farmer's market. So I would sell them $3 by the pound. Especially if you're bringing in 50 pounds one week, the next week you're probably going to double that amount and bring in 100 pounds. Because bush beans, once they start to grow, they keep growing. Now, if you're somebody who is not heavy into bush beans and you're probably only growing them on the side because you have another crop that's your main seller at the farmer's market, I suggest selling them $3 by the pint. Now, by the pint, you probably are going to make a little bit more 
But because you did not bring as many bush beans, you're not going to make as much as somebody who's selling them by the pound because they brought a truckload of bush beans. So if you're somebody that's selling bush beans because it's kind of like a side crop on your table, I suggest doing it by the pint. If you're doing $3 by the pint, that's one serving for one person. Most people will look at that and say, hey, that's enough for me. They'll grab it and go. But if you're selling them by the pound, people are going to be looking to see, hey, how much am I getting with my pound? So if you're somebody, again, that brings in a truckload of bush beans every weekend and you're looking to offload them, I would sell them by the pound just so you can make sure that you have somewhere to sell them and that they can get out of your way because you do not want to hold on to bush beans because, again, you're going to have even more bush beans the next following week. And if you're somebody that's not too heavy into bush beans and you just growing them for a side thing, I would sell them by the pint. Make sure that you can get them off of your table and it will just work out better for you. So those are the two ways you can do it at a farmer's market. Each way will end in the same result. You both make money. So it doesn't really matter which one you want to do, but those are the two best ways if you want to sell them at a farmer's market. Now to a restaurant, again, bush beans are a crop that's not very... That is not very easy to come by because some people, everybody can grow bush beans, but everybody's bush beans are not going to look the best. So if you can grow really good, deep green bush beans and take them to a restaurant, restaurants will pay for them. So I suggest you sell a 10 pound case of bush beans for 40 bucks. That's basically selling the bush beans $4 a pound. Now, again, restaurants are going to see that. They're going to say, hey, that's a deal for good, fresh, deep green bush beans. Yeah, I'm going to take that deal. So I would sell them for a 10-pound case a ten pound case for $40. I think that's a fair deal for you and the restaurant, and it's a good deal for you guys to negotiate in the future if you want to mess around with that price. So I would sell them again, 10-pound case for 40, uh, for 40 bucks. And 10-pound case, I mean just find a box and put 10 pounds of bush beans in them. Now, if you're going to do them in a CSA, I will put them in pints in a CSA or have a pint-sized serving of them in your CSA box. Some people, when they do CSAs, they're either doing CSAs to feed a family for the whole week or they're doing CSAs to give people a little sample of what they could get if they were to come by from them in person. So if you're going to do it in a CSA, I would do it in pints because families are going to be able to sample what they have in that CSA box and they're going to be like, hey, I kind of like these bush beans. Let's go to the farm market and buy more bush beans for these people. Or if you're somebody that has a customizable CSA, you can say, hey, if you want to sub out one thing for more bush beans, you can do that. I would just budget it out so that your box makes sense and that is worth the price of the box for that week. But again, I would sell them for pints in your CSA box. And again, with CSAs, you can match and match. If you want to grow yellow bush beans or dragon tooth bush beans, whatever you want to grow, you can do whatever you want with that CSA because it's also making it fun for the families to see what different types of stuff that you have at your farm so that later on they can be a main buying customer for you. But again, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it past the How to Grow It, I will be at the Marigold Farmer's Market this Saturday, 10 to 2, nothing changed, in Pitter Park, Winterville, Georgia. You know what it is. The online farm stand will open this Saturday at 8 a.m., but if you're listening to this far apart, you're probably a farmer. You're probably not going to buy anything, but that's cool. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It goes a long way. 
Cozy is out.